All right. I'm going to be talking a little bit about uh, a crisis going on right now at the International House of Prayer. It's a hard one uh, to talk about, but we'll try to do it with love and dignity, I hope. Uh, I love this International House of Prayer uh, that is very much an important part of Grandview and South Kansas City, and you could say uh, the church worldwide. I love this place, uh, and so its crisis is our crisis. We are not untouched, and all of us at Desert Stream feel that. little history. In 1999, Mike and Diane Bickle shifted from pastoring a church here in South Kansas City to nurturing a 24-7 musical devotion to Jesus and intercession right here in South Kansas City and Grandview, where our offices are. This is all about intimacy with Jesus out of this bond of love, reminding him of his promises. It's rather simple and profound effort uh, that has been going on now unceasingly, unstoppable prayer and praise for the last 24 years. It's amazing. We have all benefited from it, and we at DSM feel that. Uh, the prayer furnace has been such a gift to us. The International House of Prayer provides a kind of interregnant uh, reality for kids in between high school and college or their professions. And two of my kids uh, was a part of it. And it helps secure them in ongoing, intimate devotion to Jesus that also continues to this day. The fragrance and focus of IHOP's efforts rallied thousands to tend to this melodic prayer furnace. Uh, Annette and I led Desert Stream Ministries when we were 25 years old as an organization from California to join the Bickles in 2005 here in South Kansas City. And we served on the executive team of IHOP for three years. Today, our offices on 706 Main Street in Grandview are surrounded by expressions of IHOP on every corner. Now the house is in flames. The International House of Prayer is in flames, and our offices are engulfed in smoke and ashes. We feel the heat of it as surely as we prayed and sang the promises. What happened? Mike admittedly blurred some sexual and spiritual boundaries with women. He admitted that in a public letter that is available on the International House of Prayer website. In my estimation, these abuses are more spiritual and emotional than explicitly sexual. He cultivated partiality with a woman, with several women, and forged emotionally adulterous bonds. One witness is more substantial than the others, and we stand with her. My take on it is that this furnace has some foundational cracks 
that are now threatening the integrity of the whole enterprise. I pray for a controlled burn that will expose what IHOP needs to secure if it is to endure. Frankly, I'm tired of everyone's opinions. This is a social media nightmare. I'm tired of my opinion, to be honest. Suffice to say, I think Mike struggled and often failed to discipline his fathers and his sons. Unceasing prayer and praise may be simple, but people are not. That bit, Mike Bickle, strains of adultery exist in all of us and were thematic, sadly, in the prophetic voices that gave rise to IHOP. These would include Paul Kane, Bob Jones, Augustine Alcala. These men confused and hurt many, including themselves, in their immoralities. And some young adults who built IHOP, many of them gifted musicians, often got away with murder. Sugar daddies foster unwell children. Under Mike, IHOP struggled to discipline its children well. I believe that this is a systemic, serious defect of IHOP. Was Mike a predator? Not in the usual sense. He just stumbled over his own thesis, the bridal paradigm of the Song of Songs. God the lover and we, Mike, all of us, the beloved. Solomon's potent metaphor of human sexual love for God wooing his people is Bickle and Ihop's interpretive key. As inspired poetry, Song of Songs is beautiful, but as a guide for vulnerable lives, it can contribute to self-deception. It may foster a subjectivity in which one scrambles sexual longing with the spiritual, cloaking sexual motives and mischief in swoony spirituality. That happened all too often in this insular furnace of 24-7 prayer. Mike's blurred boundaries went undisciplined and set an ugly precedent for younger people under him. Not only did some of these younger ones take advantage of each other without serious consequence, but some may have experienced Mike crossing physical boundaries with them. Mike's mixture did significant damage. For all of his gifts, Mike has blind spots. Owning his sexual humanity and ordering it rightfully in spirit and truth through the church was not his strength. Mike admits to experiences of desire for women that motivated sinful behaviors. And the impact of this behavior should not be reduced by distinguishing between intercourse and lesser sexual acts. No less destructive to vulnerable hearts is a father nurturing romance with a spiritual daughter. I await a third-party investigation to fill in the blanks here. 
complicating matters is that Mike didn't feel compelled to tell anybody. He self-managed by relying upon confession to God alone, effectively bypassing members of Christ as conduits of grace and truth. Like all of us, he needed frenemies to alert him to blind spots. Mike didn't have friends who wounded him with truth and salved him with grace. Mike admitted some of these blurred boundaries in a bold public confession, which I mentioned, and I respect that. I wouldn't want to start living out loud with my bad self on social media. What a warm and welcoming support system the World Wide Web is. So first things first, let justice be served for those who have been confused and damaged by Mike's mixtures. Let justice be served to the defective system of discipline or lack thereof at IHOP. May investigators be objective and fair, merciful to those having the guts to step out on a limb to say, this happened to me. Let's help reestablish burned boundaries for those ones who were burned in the fires of, of strange desires and lusts. Let's restore lost dignity to people from whom it was taken at IHOP. Then let's establish a team to assess Mike's state. His confession is a good start, but it's only the beginning. Pray for his clarity and cooperation and contrition. Pray for wise ones to discern proper discipline and a good track for restoration. Pray for no spiritual dodging. Fight for Mike and Diane Bickle's best. How can any one of us who has benefited from, from Mike and Diane Bickle and knows the monstrous things that every one of us is capable of not fight for Mike and Diane's best. I shudder at what I could still do to damage other people with my mixtures. I just talk about it before I do it. I cultivate friendships born of weakness that serve as antidotes to wickedness. When colleagues fail to tell and live the truth, I invite them to take a break. Then the community can help them, must help them, take a good hard look at themselves and the wonders of the love of Jesus. So all I can say is, Jesus, do the same for Mike Bickle. Do what you must to take IHOP down to its end for a new beginning. Thanks for listening.